Hi guys and welcome back to La Lucha Israel podcast. I'm your host Angel and I am Edith. And oh my god, let's address the elephant in the room. Yes. <laughs> well, if you are watching us on YouTube, maybe they can't tell over Well, Spotify may- maybe you could tell by the audio. Maybe. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. Let's sound different. Edith address the elephant in the room. Guys. Well, if you're watching us on on YouTube, you could see that our I mean our equipment has changed. By that I mean like we have these big old headphones on our <laughs> and we could hear ourselves. And we could I know it's like so weird. Honestly, I love this because when I go around without these headphones on, now I feel ghetto. Yeah, like, it's, it's like ugh, this doesn't sound good. Yeah. <laughs> it, I don't know. Maybe some people don't like hearing themselves talk though. I, I, I get where that comes from, but I feel like at, at the beginning, we didn't really like to hear ourselves talk, and then now that we've gotten so used to editing, and yeah. like we're so used to it, but this, this takes it to a whole other level. You like, can hear every little snap, crackle, and pop. Like, estamos, estamos respirando, and I'm, if you see me turning purple, it's because I'm trying not to breathe <laughs> in the mic. Like, this is, I'm like, high like, definition. Seriously, I'm over here trying not to sound like a fat girl. <laughs> I know. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so if i cover my voice that's why yes i don't know guys like right here with with the new equipment we bought basically we could hear ourselves how you guys hear us so we're like submerged into the audio yeah like it's a whole different experience it really is so anyway shout out to bueno bueno who actually was the one who recommended the equipment yes uh, we reached out to them and they were kind enough to reply and recommended the equipment that we got well not all of it but like most most of it yeah and um so let's see how it goes i know guys like we even like if you were seeing this on youtube i don't know if the we still don't know because we haven't edited this but this is our first time filming with a new camera yes and we'll see how, how we'll this see goes. How, yeah, we'll see how <laughs> we'll that see goes. How it goes. But honestly, it feels good to like invest in yourself, I think, yes. because it, this was not cheap. <laughs> this was not cheap. And at first, I was kind of like, oh my God, me duele el codo un poquito. Like, un poquito. A mí también, pero dije, honestly, like, I feel like we want to take our podcast to a certain level. Yeah. And for that, we have to. We have to start treating it as such. Like you want, you want your project to be big. Like you want to succeed. You Mm -hmm. you have to start treating it as such, and that's what we decided to do. And like, and and again, like you said, invest in ourselves too, because I feel like, uh, maybe not like recently, but I want to say even like years ago, like that. I feel like that was almost like a toxic trait of mine. Not a toxic trait. Like. Yo, to go like spend money like going out, drinking, buying food, like no me dolía, no me dolía. Like I would just be like, Oh, I want these shoes, buy it. Mm-hmm. But then I'd be like, if I wanted to go to like let's say like a self-development conference or like buying something that is gonna help me ultimately or even like, like just for yourself. Just for myself, or even going to therapy, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, do I really wanna spend that? Like mm-hmm. lo pensaba like i think about it twice because i'd be like oh like i could be spending this money t- for an experience to be with like to s- but uh, to share with somebody else exactly you know? um i'm the whole opposite <laughs> I, I don't want to say i'm the opposite but i definitely um i learned how to pretty much splurge on myself and i do that a lot 
<laughs> and it could be a toxic you know how you said it was a toxic trait for you to like not do it and you're like learning to basically invest in yourself yeah i feel like it's a toxic trait of mine of over splurging on myself okay. like i like i don't sometimes i'm just like i wouldn't like overdo it because i feel like i've always been pretty good with like not overspending yeah. but it just hurt a little bit more to spend money on like like even if i was gonna pay like 50 bucks at the gym i'd be like oh, but that's 50 bucks you know like i can use for your shoes or like okay. you know what i mean when gym it's easy to go 50 bucks at the gym 50 bucks uh at, on clothes or like even a round trip <laughs> flight to like san francisco yeah. is less than 50 bucks yes girl then why you think i'd be going there all the time bro like so, i love san francisco it like i mean i'm not gonna that's not my toxic trait now but like that was i feel like a few years ago that was not evolved angel okay but now that's why i feel like i feel confident purchasing the like the new equipment yes like at first, I was kind of like, oh, but then I'm like, you know what? Like, let's do it. But I feel like that also comes, and we talked a little bit about it on last episode. Um, it comes from the that scarcity mindset. Yes. Because I feel like I was like, like you know, también. Y a veces todavía pienso así. You get me like, mm, should I really like buy this for myself or can I do something else or like save the money or anything? Because sometimes like... But ya como lo pienso, I feel like money just float. Like that's how I think of it now. Like yeah. you know, that's why I oversplurge on myself. <laughs> no, that's why I oversplurge on myself because I'm like, mm, el dinero viene para atrás. Like the money comes like back. Like money, yeah, mm-hmm. money flows in and out of me, and it's just gonna, it, it's gonna keep coming. You know, I feel like we have to, especially when it comes to money. I feel like the mindset that we've had growing up, it was totally different than my mindset is now. Like I could definitely agree on that. Yes, definitely. I feel like you have to change your mindset on money. Like you have to stop thinking of it as this evil thing because if you keep mm-hmm. thinking thinking of money as a negative thing, like no te va a salir bien with money. Like yeah. you have to improve your relationship with money for it to like come like you know. Yes, cuando, like for example, when I learned because before I did have a very scarcity, like scarcity mm-hmm. mindset on money, like it's hard to come by, like I need to save everything or it's gonna go to just bills. Apenas me está alcanzando. Once I switched my brain and I was like, you know what? Like money is energy. Like money just flows to me. Money is gonna come easily. Whatever mm-hmm. needs to get paid is gonna get paid. Like I stopped looking at it like, oh shit, like it's really hard to get, and I started looking at it as it's so easy. It just mm-hmm. comes to me. You get me? And that's when I started seeing more abundance. Yes. Like, me that's too. when I started, you started seeing me going out a lot more. You started seeing splurging on myself a lot more mm-hmm. because I changed my mindset on money. And it's not saying, like, oh my God, esta muchacha se está poniendo hella in debt, you know? Nah, like, I can afford everything that I do yes. because I changed my mindset. Yes, exactly. I feel like we can afford our lifestyle. Like, yeah. whatever we do, it's because we can afford our lifestyle. We're not going into debt for it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I don't know. Like, but just it definitely, it, it a few years ago, it was like a, like a, like a switch in my like brain where I was like, I have to stop seeing money so negatively because you know how like they say like, oh, money changes you. Like, oh, I was going to tell you, I was like, can, can you bring up that, that idea you had about money changing you? So like people are like, oh, money changes you. Like people with money are evil and like all that stuff. But I'm like, no, like it, it, it was like when I was going through like, when was this? Like 
I want to say like a few years ago. And this is when I was going through like my changes and everything. Mm -hmm. But like money does not change you. It exposes you. So like... Let's take a moment to just take that in. Yes, because people are like, oh, ever since they got wealthy, like they changed. It's like, no, 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 no. It's just exposing them. It's like money just magnified what was in their heart. Because you can I, really hear my snaps now. <laughs> because I have seen, I've met, I have contacts in my phone, people that are super wealthy, and they're not evil people. They're actually the quite the opposite, very giving. They're very giving, and they give to charities, and they give, like, they, they think they have that abundant mindset. Yes. They're not penny pinchers. They're not, you know what I mean? Obviously, they have, like, a, like a budget and everything. Like, they can afford the lifestyle that they have, but, like... But money just amplified the person that they were already. Exactly. You get me? Exactly. So, cuando la gente cambia, vamos a decir, they, they become bien, bien codos or they become evil or whatever. That's because they were already that person. They were already that person. They it's, were just wearing a mask. Yeah, exactly. It's those people that, like, let's say they buy you, like, a bag of chips, right? And, like, they buy you a bag of chips. Te van a cobrar esos $159. Oh, I can't. Whatever, right? They're those people. We're, like, I... Those people. Bro, let's... Que que están contando cada penny. Every penny, they're counting it. It's, like, those people. Those are the people that later on end up becoming the evil people that... You know what I mean? Yeah, because money exposed them. That's funny crazy have you ever gone out with like friends or like family that it's like you know how you go all together to eat you split the bill and they're so on the dot with the fucking sense oh my fucking god i cannot go to dinner with you if that's you i'm sorry not sorry i I can't i cannot dude i almost had an anxiety attack years i think it was a few years (laughs) it was a few definitely anxiety attack yes because we we went out for my my sister's birthday we went out for my sister's birthday, and it was like a marisco spot. Okay. So you know how marisco is expensive. Yeah. Seafood is, is expensive in general. But it's a birthday. You like... Yeah. Okay, well, it was like a fuck ton of us because it was like... I don't even want... I think it was like for sure minimum 10 of us. Oh, okay. okay, so not too many, but 10. It's a, it was a large yeah. party for like going out to a restaurant. And al último, everybody's like getting their food, this and this and that. Y al último viene el cheque, right? And they like brought one bill. And everybody's over here fucking snatching the receipt back and forth. Like, hey, no, nos cobró mal, nos cobró mal, nos, lo co- nos cobró extra de este que aquello. And like, and everybody was like trying to figure out how the fuck they're going to split this bill. Bro, me and Val were having so much fucking anxiety. We wanted to get up and walk out of there. Like, I almost wanted to just give them my car and be like you know what charge everything on this card and then we'll figure it out outside of here because at this point the waitress is like staring at us like everybody's looking like we look ridiculous like if you can't afford to go somewhere to eat don't fucking go there exactly even if they're like and i know that we might like this could be like a con like a almost a controversial topic you know Mm -hmm. but i just for real like if you can't afford it just be truthful to whoever invited you and they'll completely understand now if you're penny pinching and everything like that especially when you go to a restaurant bro and like you're making it harder also on the waitress if you put like a whole bunch of cards and you're like oh this amount to the cent is gonna be on this card like that's just making their life even more impossible like and it's just embarrassing. I, I, I honestly, I can't. I it can't. is. It I'm is. Like, I'm like you. I'm like charge it all to my card, and then I used to have it when I afuera. 
Like, why are we wasting time I was having, looking like this? Honestly, I think you, you can ask my sister. I was goddamn near a freaking heart attack. Yeah. Because the toda la ansiedad. Because I, it just was like, oh my god, stop. And it was just like, and then like they're, and then they start arguing with the waitress. Oh hell! They start no. arguing with her because they were like, oh no, 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 los nos cobró extra, sabe que acá que este que aquello, and then they're like, ay, porque está tan caro, ma'am. La, the wait you... the waitress doesn't own the restaurant she don't give a fuck like she's yeah. just giving you what the the receipt like the ticket the yeah, exactly the prices of the fucking restaurant as of right now she does not have to do anything with como le pusieron los prices yeah and you saw the menu before exactly there. like exactly. before you ordered you literally saw the prices you know um, or you could have asked for the prices yeah. honestly if they because some menus don't have prices yeah um and you decided to still order the plate and everything like that. Why are you making it such a big deal? For me, mira, this is how I, I see it. Like, when you go to a restaurant, it's a large group. Everybody gets around the same thing. I think it should just be split between other people, right? Usually put on, like, one card. And then you could pay everybody, like, Venmo or Zelle or yes. anything. Like, that one person. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you going to put, like, a whole bunch of different cards or sometimes like even the waiter or the waiters like ask you in the beginning like oh is this going to be separate bills yeah. that way they come prepared and like they already give you like each bill like cada quien va a pagar lo suyo exactly like pero si nomás a la waitress trae un bill like it's better to just put it on like one card if anything and then ya se averiguan afuera like mm-hmm. just split it right then and there mm-hmm. you know um but I know, like, some people are like, oh, no, I, I ordered, like, chicken. I didn't order, like, a steak like you, so I should be paying less type thing. And I'm the person that I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I could have ordered, like, two drinks. You could have ordered a whole meal. I'll still pay for, like, whatever one-tenth of of whatever it was. It was, yeah. Like, I don't... Yeah. It just split it. I'm here for the... To be with you, to celebrate, to anything. Like, I don't really... <laughs> i don't know bro. but those people those are the people who usually once like let's say they reach a wealthy lifestyle those are the people that are like money changes you or like m- money is evil or whatever yeah. and like if you keep having that mindset like you're you're my, probably not even gonna have an abundance of it yeah exactly exactly damn we have to change our relationship with, with money, money. Mm-hmm. and i feel like it, como te digo, for me, just speaking for myself, like I've all like, desde que estaba chiquita, I kind of like, for me, the, the idea that money came to us was like hard, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's how I grew up. Like, I still had everything I've ever, like, I wanted or I needed mm-hmm. as a little girl, but my parents had that mindset and I had that mindset and I had to change it. But it didn't happen till like, I want to say, till I was like 22 that I saw money very different yeah and i want to say the same for me too because you grow up and you see like i feel like our parents almost had like like i said we had like our last conversation they have that scarcity mindset of like they're trying to hold on to every penny they're trying to hold on to like make sure that they have the money to pay Mm -hmm. for everything you know and it's just like they don't see it as like a resource if that makes sense yeah exactly you know and it's like, it wasn't until I was older that, like, I was like, I need to change the way that I see money. You know what I mean? And it works. It just works. Mm-hmm. Like, I, even when I had, like, vamos a decir que apenas la estaba haciendo. You gave me, like, muy apenas, like, maybe I didn't me sobraba dinero del cheque. I would still see money like that. Like, it was just, it's going to flow. It's going to come to me. 
like it, this is getting moved to wherever it has to pay but it's still gonna flow and come to me and then don't you almost feel like you're presented with like other opportunities yes to come into money in some way like somehow like no es como decirte, vas a, a ya un millón de dólares caminando tampoco. No. Pero vamos a decir, like, oh, like, I don't know where, like, you know, you might get a, a random side hustle or you sell something, like, mm -hmm. or, I don't know, somebody gives you a hundred bucks, like, here, or fifty bucks, you know, like, I don't know, like, it just, it'll just start coming from random places that you mm -hmm. didn't even think about. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, how did we get on this topic? I don't... Oh, toxic... We're talking about a toxic trait? Oh, I was just saying that was a toxic trait of mine years ah, ago. Well, what's another toxic trait? Oh I mean, I like toxic traits. Let's let's talk about it. Oh, my God. We're getting deep already. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay. So, one of my toxic traits, and I feel like that is my lack of empathy. <laughs> it sounds so terrible. <laughs> A little bit, but explain to them. Explain to them, because I know, but... it Okay, so I'm not saying that I'm heartless. She's heartless. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like sometimes... Okay, and I think maybe if you've seen all our episodes, there's an episode where I talk about like how some people se hunden en un vaso de agua, mm -hmm. right? Or in English... Me, literally, just 30 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, they drown in a cup of water. Meaning, like, any little inconvenience, it's the end of their fucking world. And they're like, oh my god, this and that. And it's just like, it turns their whole day upside down. And then they're in a bad mood or whatever, right? Yeah. Over any little inconvenience. And so, like... Yeah, so... <laughs> I feel like I have a lack of empathy because, like... People like like that who it's like any little inconvenience. I'm like I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but move on. And like I I feel like it's a toxic trait because I feel like I have to be I have to be I feel like I have to I have to be more open minded that like people process things differently. And I feel like I am kind of aware of it, but at like the core of me, I still don't feel bad for you. Yeah, like. And, and here's and the, and the reason why is because I've done a lot of self-reflecting and the reason why I think that it's hard for me to feel bad for people like of course like if somebody has like cancer or like you know like if something is like a serious issue like of course I've like I feel bad and I'm like oh my god like I what can I do to help you know like yeah. I, I do genuinely feel sorry for people but like the I feel like when I'm like when I started self-reflecting and I realized like why does it piss me off and I, get, I feel like it's my inner child, right? My inner child gets really mad when people have to depend on other people when it like they have any kind of small inconvenience and then they're in a bad mood or whatever and it's like their whole world gets turned upside down, right? I feel like my inner child gets mad because when I was younger, I didn't really have anybody to go to. Like I had to deal with all of my problems by myself. Like, my mom worked two jobs, my dad wasn't very present in my life, and then my sister was, like, doing her own thing. Like, we were cl we were cool and close, but I just didn't feel comfortable going to my sister with, like, issues that I, like, things that were going on. Like, I just didn't feel comfortable, and even, like, you can ask my family, like, something bad could happen to me, and then I will just bring it up casually. Like, the time that I got run over by a car. Okay, so <laughs> I was, a f I was, like... <laughs> <laughs> I still remember when you told me this. So, 
when I was in like fifth grade, okay, I'm, I don't want to tell the whole story, but like I got ran over by a car. I was on my bike and I got ran over by a car. And then I'm just like, should I just tell the story? Yeah, just tell the story. <laughs> okay. So when I was in fifth grade, um, I used to ride my bike to school and, um, one day I was running late. And so I was like over here pedaling, 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 trying to get to school like ASAP. And then there's this house like around the corner, not around the corner, kind of a little bit more down. And they had this giant bush in the front and it blocks like the sidewalk. And you, from the angle that I was coming, you couldn't see the driveway. So I'm over here going to school on my bike, pedaling super fast. And then this car was backing out of their driveway and of course because the bush is there like the hedge they didn't see me coming so when they backed out they just hit me right they they like backed into me and it doesn't sound like oh they hit me hard but like it was hard enough for me to t- like tumble over like I fell over yeah. and so tell me Angel, instead of crying and being like what the fuck so like I'm over here like under the car at this point because tell me why the guy didn't even <laughs> the guy didn't even knew like he didn't even realize that he hit me he kept backing up. <laughs> so the so I'm over here like on the floor tirada like on, like late and I'm like in shock of what just happened. So I'm not even screaming or panicking. Like I feel like any normal person would panic. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like everybody, any normal person would have been like, "What the fuck?" Like yeah, or if, screamed if, or, or something. screamed or panicked. No, Angel little 10 year old angels laying there and just looking up at the sky like what just happened and then the car still backing up and because my bicycle was kind of blocking the tire a little bit he couldn't back up so then he was like so then he stopped the car and he gets off and then he like comes to like see what the hell he comes oh my god the look of his face was so priceless because he looks at me his eyes widened up so big and he was like oh my god are you okay and he starts panicking he starts panicking and freaking out and i'm over here just looking at him under the car because i'm st- so he like runs to the he runs into the car and then he like pulls forward yeah. so that he i can like not be under the car and he comes back out and he's like trying to help me up and i'm over here like oh my god i'm gonna be late to school so that i'm like what time Bro. is it I'm like, what time is it? And he's like, oh, whatever time. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I, like, get on my bike and go to school. And then come to realize I forgot my fucking lunchbox. So I had to come all the way back for it. And then the guy's standing there, like, confused because he's like, what just happened? And he's just, like, he sees me coming back. And he had my lunchbox in his hand. And then I'm like, oh, thank you. I just grabbed it and I went to school. My ass was not like, let me go home. You know, like, my ass was just like, I need to get to school. Like, the goal is get to school. I fucking can't. Because I was like, I don't want to be tardy. So I got to school, right? And I that day, my mom ended up picking me up from school because I we had to do something. So I, like, put my bike in her car. I, we're like on the road we're, on, we're like going home and then I'm, my mom's like oh como te fue like how was school whatever right so I'm over here telling her about my day and then I was like oh my god my knee's hurting a little bit and then she's like ¿Qué pasó? ¿Te caíste? like did you fall and I'm like no I was like you know what I actually got I got hit by a car this morning I was like and then I was late to school and then I just start telling her like my day and then she like breaks so hard in the middle of the road and she like turns around and she starts freaking out because I think she was like, and she was mad at me because I'm over here casually like, yeah, I got hit by a car and like, (laughs) and she's over here freaking out because I got hit by a car. Like it just, the gravity of it wasn't so serious to me. Like it was more like I got hit by a car. Okay. I'll deal with it. And then I'm over here. Like, I'll just put some arnica on it when I get home. (laughs) 
tembak kudu. <laughs> Put that shit on there. So I'm like, good. So, you see what I mean? Like, it's just, you can ask my family, like, like things have happened in my life. And I just casually, I'm like, oh, yeah, this happened to me. And it's just because, because I I feel like for the most part, yeah, my mom, you know, like, she was there for me. But a lot of times, I'm like, I didn't really like bringing these things up. Because whenever she was around, I didn't want to talk about negative stuff. I didn't want to talk mm. about, like like what made me sad or the you know like the stuff that was happening in my life yeah. like I didn't feel I didn't want to talk about it because I feel like we could be talking about other things like I didn't want to make it a big deal but then again that's like I was do it was a disservice to myself to not be more open about the shit that was going on in my life and like openly talk about it because like now like I feel like looking back at it it's just like no little kid should be dealing with the kind of shit that I did and just like internalizing everything because I feel like that's why I ended up being becoming very angry. I became very angry as a child that like I had no doors. Like I didn't have a, a, a door in my room. I didn't have closet doors because I would like lash out out of nowhere. Yeah. And it just like now it's just like that. I feel like now as an adult like it's very hard for me to feel bad for people when shit happens. Cause, and then I'll be like, I'm a solution seeker, right? Like something bad happens to somebody. I'll be like, oh, well, you could do this. You could do like my mind instantly goes to like, how can I fix the problem? Yeah. And they're like, you, you meet those people that they don't care about the solution. They just want to, they just want to vent. They, they wanna, just want somebody to hear them, I guess. Or wallow in their or sorrow. wallow in their <laughs> sorrow. <laughs> and like and then people are be like but and then they give you every excuse and i'm just like all right i don't feel bad for you i just you know what i mean and this is like I, it's talking a, about me guys no <laughs> it's just like i know like i i can i realize that like it, it is kind of a toxic trait not to feel bad for people because like people process things differently and yeah. people you know like it's just like everybody's experiences are different. It's just like I know that like my inner child gets mad because like I didn't really have anybody there. Like growing up, like I didn't have anybody there to help me or for me to like talk things out. So you're like, why can't you just make it work? Yeah, like, like why, why can't, can't you? you it's just it like out? in my head, I'm just like, just like, fucking why figure are you it out. Doing, why are you telling me this when you could be, you're wasting time and you could be working it out yourself? Exactly. Like it's just like in my head, I'm like, just work it out. Like it just annoys me sometimes when people tell me about their issues issues and some of in my head i'm like that's an easy solution exactly like but no like some people like want to feel through these emotions and or honestly i don't know i don't know what the reason is that why people don't want a solution right away to their issues mm. i don't know what the problem is maybe that's their toxic trait <laughs> but <laughs> that's their toxic trait <laughs> amy over here <laughs> deflecting <laughs> but but yeah i think that's i feel like that's mine mine is like my lack of empathy for people of course if it's like a huge thing where like they just lost a parent or like can't you know like it's like something as like algo bien grave mm -hmm. like i feel like yes i can feel bad for people like shit i'm sorry you're going through that but if it's something like simple like not simple but like something that is not that bad or it's like a first world problem like like the one that i was telling you 30 minutes ago <laughs> um you're like bro i mean of course like i'm i feel like i've been practicing like not being so blunt about like what my mind is thinking because of course in my mind i'm like bro just get over it yeah not to your situation and like specifically but i mean in like general like when something is like I'm not, are you like are you seriously yeah. gonna are you gonna let like it's one bad moment not a bad day 
Like that that's yes. also been my mentality is like if something bad happens, it's a bad moment, not a bad day. Like don't make little don't make five minutes stretch out into twelve hours. Yes. You know what I mean? I know. Like I and I'll tell you that from experience because sometimes like I I'm like half and half on that one. Like I sometimes I'm really good at being like, you know what, I'm not gonna let this issue bother me. Like if it doesn't matter in five years, then why am I putting so much thought into this? Yeah. You get me? Um, but then there's days that it's like, today? Like, I was having such a good day, bro. Y luego me paso en una span of like thir- an hour. And now I'm just like, oh, shit, this ruined my whole day. And, <laughs> and that's when I have to be like, eat it. Like, first of all, first world problems. You're having an issue of... Buy a plane ticket just because it's a little bit of a higher price. Like, girl, get over it. (laughs) Get over it. And it's like things like sometimes I just have to say it out loud. Like when I was telling you for me to be like, Edit. Like, what are you doing? Snap out of it. Yes. Yeah. But I definitely agree with that. What like when one little issue, like you extend it for a whole period of time and you wallow into it. That's just why. Like, why? Yeah. Si hay solucion. See, si it's not like a life or death shit. You know, like, your bills are paid. You're, you know, like, why are you gonna mm-hmm. wall over it? Yeah, but, again, I'm trying not to, like... I'm trying to have but a little... But you worked. You worked a lot on that lack of Because I feel like before, it was a little bit, like, you know, like, you were like, uh, get over it type shit. And now, like, I feel like you're learning more to, like, kind of I don't want to say sympathize but in a way sympathize like yeah like just kind of like be like you reconoces that everybody is like different or like mm-hmm. everybody was brought up different so maybe like what for you might not be like a like a big problem mm-hmm. you understand that maybe for them it is and yeah kind of and again I also like have to remember and I constant. this is why I feel like I've been better about it um I have to remember that not everybody has lived what I've lived through yeah so like for them it like maybe they grew up with everything being handed to them that like for them it is the end of the world you Mm -hmm. know because they don't they were they were so like they were everything was handed to them that they didn't learn how to get stuff by themselves Mm -hmm. or how to get something themselves you know yeah so like i have to remember i have to keep and i feel like i've definitely worked on it but it's still i still see it there sometimes where and i still get like kind of irritated with myself i'm like why are you like this yeah because i could i feel like i could i i I know where you're coming from but i could definitely relate to the person that it's like not everything handed to them honestly but i i was pretty spoiled you know Mm -hmm. like my parents i i said it before two-parent household my dad has always been the breadwinner my mom has always been a stay-at-home mom so she's always been there for me Mm -hmm. so it's like any little issue any little problem my mom's a go-to you get me so that's why for me a la mejor los like uno de los problemas que yo tengo like might might be like oh like something tiny for you or like something but for me i look at it different because i was so used to going and getting help you get me like or mm-hmm. some, like you get me so mm-hmm. i feel like i understand when a person sometimes se, se hunde en el vaso de agua. you get me because mm-hmm. i'm like because i feel like at some like some points sometimes that could be me you know like mm-hmm. even though i try to snap myself out of it but i understand yeah views. but we i think we've reached that 30 minute mark damn that was really fast yeah i feel like i say that every time yeah, but yeah. it's kind of you know the conversation gets real good i know <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a brief break and we'll be right back. Mm -hmm. 
And we're back. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I bet Edith, I, I told our friends my toxic trait. Let's hear yours. I think, first of all, I have a lot of toxic traits. I'm just kidding. I'm perfect. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I feel like I've done a lot of self-work this past year. Uh-huh. And it's not saying that I don't have any, but I definitely am mejorado. Mm-hmm. But I feel like one that it's has always been there and it's very, very hard to, I don't want to say fix, but fix mm-hmm. in a way, would be how self-critical I am. Like, to the point where it could be very negative. Like, for example, like, you're not doing enough. You're not doing it right. Who do you think you are? Type shit. Like, like that. Like, in my mente, sigo corriendo, like, al cien a veces, de que, like, just not believing in myself mm-hmm. and having those thoughts, like, you're not even doing it right you're not where you're supposed to be you're not like you're 27 what the fuck are you doing mm-hmm. <sighs> what are you okay no <laughs> i held my breath it's <laughs> getting <laughs> 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 just be groping us bro like you're over here like i'm not trying to heavy breathe on the <laughs> Should we cut this? No. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. We're gonna keep going. <laughs> Bro, es que estaba tratando de no respirar en el mic- micrófono <laughs> y me salía ahogando. <laughs> Les dije que me iba a poner purple. Y'all were seeing me red. <laughs> I wonder you're like, are you okay? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like I'm I'm very self-critical and it's always been desde chiquita, like, I mean, when I was smaller, I feel like it was easier because I'm like, you could do it, whatever. But I feel like the older I got, the harder I got on myself. And it's to the point where sometimes, like, I think it was, it got to a certain point where it's like, it led me to depression, to anxiety, just because I kept on thinking of how I wasn't good enough. I couldn't do it. I wasn't doing it right. I wasn't where I was supposed to be because in my mind, I had a timeline. You get me? Like, I had to be at this certain spot by this time. And I feel like a lot of people could relate to that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you, like, oh, pa, pa, 22 ya voy a estar casada con cuatro hijos. I don't fucking know. Like, I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't where I wanted to be or wasn't who I thought I was going to be at that age when I was, like, little, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so I feel like that. I'm still working, you know? But it's still a very... And I feel like it's very hard to get out of that because I feel like maybe we were conditioned to be hard on ourselves as a chiquitos because like I feel like especially when you're young like I don't know about you but like I feel like our parents were like go to school get good grades and it's like you can't come home with a low grade because then I mean you get your ass whooped or not even you get uh, well, yelled I, at <laughs> i would get yelled at or you get yelled at i mean i didn't get my ass whooped but but then again i was always kind of like a good student so i mean i didn't me have too. to deal with that but but i feel like i always yeah like i always had to like oh well, you have to be the best at whatever you could be like that uh, also like very toxic to me like you know because it got to the point where it's like i tried so hard and i wasn't where i wanted to be and i was that's when i was even harder on myself like what the fuck do you mean that you can't do it? What the fuck do you mean that you're not 
at the point you're supposed to be like what are you doing wrong with when I literally had tried my best everything that I could yet I wasn't where I wanted to be and I feel like that for me was very toxic that mentality because in business you know okay it didn't work out you're you're good like I I could have been like I could have tried something else or or kept on trying you know that would stop me and I just fucking completely just drop you get me like my world would just Mm -hmm. come now. Yeah, I feel like that was I I can I can definitely relate to that because I feel like sometimes it's like bro, what do you mean? Like I gave it my all. How come I didn't get the results that I wanted? Like exactly. what the fuck do you mean? And then this person over here, yo me amargo, me amargaba because I feel like I've definitely worked on it and I'm better at this. But like yo luego antes me amargaba when I would see somebody Joe over here strolling through and then le sale bien and I'd be like what the fuck I'm over here staying up till five in the mornings or like doing this mm-hmm. doing that like blood sweat and tears and no me sale. Yeah. Or I'm not the best, or I'm not this, or I'm, you know what I mean? Or I didn't get the results that I wanted. I'd be so fucking pissed off at myself. Like, I'd be like, I need a fucking moment. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's like, and even it was to a point where it's like, sometimes I, like, let's say I didn't even try everything I could, yet I would still be so hard on myself knowing that there was still options out there. You get me? Like, for example, like, I want to be, like, yo quería llegar a un cierto lugar by this certain age, right? Mm-hmm. But I know deep down that I didn't try to my full potential. Mm-hmm. And I was being so hard on myself because I'm like, why did you just give up on yourself? Like, mm-hmm. why are you doing this wrong? Why are you like... And I, for me, therapy helped a lot with that. because, mm-hmm. And I'm still constantly working on it because I feel like we're like by we're put like on this timeline by society like by this age you should be doing this by this age you should be doing that it's like an unwritten timeline type thing get no already almost obviously to be like even comparing ourselves to but i feel like at the same time like for example me i do you know like even though i'm like okay everybody has their own like path everybody goes their mm-hmm. own way and everything like that but i feel like and I try, like, I'm trying my best to still think, like, you know, I have my own path. I have my own way. Like, I'm doing things well, how they benefit me. It's not how, on somebody yeah, else's yeah, timeline, yeah. you know? And, but I still go back sometimes to that way of thinking. Like, I should have been doing this by this age already. Like, why am I not, why am I not there? It's constant work. It's not saying, like, for example, for example I ne- like how I said, it's not something that could easily fix you know like oh shit it's broken let's fucking fix it you're good no i feel like it's something that honestly for me i feel like it's always gonna be there mm-hmm. i don't think i could ever get rid of that but i feel like i could get better at the way i think about it so that's true because i feel like before it was a little more crippling where like sometimes i get so pissed off at something that they're like yeah no podía hacer nada like i couldn't do anything else or sometimes like i was so hard on myself too that like if i knew that i wasn't going to be the best out of it at or i wouldn't be the best at it i wouldn't wouldn't even try try. yep like i would like but then again it's just like even just like years ago when i was kind of like you know trying to reflect a lot and grow as a person like i realized that like well how did i expect to be the best at something if i had never even done that you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you don't become michael jordan overnight That's michael true. jordan didn't even become michael jordan overnight he was what was he like cut from his middle school basketball mm-hmm. team you know oprah what i mean like, didn't become oprah overnight like it takes hard work and i feel like i think because i grew up 
like already being good at certain things that came more easy to me and like naturally easy to me that whenever I saw something that I was a little bit intimidated by it, I wouldn't even try it because I didn't want to see myself fail. Yeah. And like I'd be so hard on myself for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could definitely understand. I mean, I feel like I had a lot of fear of failing mm-hmm. before. And I think it's, and I don't know about you, but like from, and I'm sure you'll probably relate to this, but like, I feel like for me, it stemmed from the fact that like, I never wanted to let my mom down. I never wanted to let her down because it's just like, because then like all her sacrifices were what, for nothing? Like, it just feel like I put so much pressure on myself because like, I was just like thinking my mom came to this country. She's gone through so much shit. She clean, She works two jobs. And then sometimes she sells tamales. Sometimes she cleans houses. Like, my mom has done so much shit and constantly kept busy. And, like, she was mentally and physically tired. And I constantly saw it. So I was so hard on myself because I was like, the last thing my mom needs is to be disappointed in her daughter. And let that, ooh, that makes me emotional because it's like... I was just so hard on myself because I'm like, I the last thing my mom needs is for her daughter to be getting bad grades at school. I did not want to give my mom that extra stress because I knew she was under a lot of pressure and I didn't want all her sacrifices to be for nothing. And I feel like that's why I was really hard on myself. Mm-hmm. That fear. Why are you looking at me like that? Because <laughs> it's like, um, I feel like for me... Uh, as well like disappointing my parents was probably why I didn't want to feel why I wanted to get good grades of course like towards the end of high school I kind of just that that was a whole different I was just going through some fucking shit but uh throughout like most of my schooling like I I that's true like why am I gonna worry my parents with bad grades like when I can like try my best give them good grades and that's one less thing they, they even have to like Mm-hmm. put their mind to or anything like that and just making them proud like that's the thing about like for me like just wanted to make them proud and not disappoint them and I had that's why I had that fear of failure that fear but it was crippling fear of failure you get me yeah so when I failed for the first time I feel like that's when the voices started you know when I when I started being very self-critical that's when I feel like that's when no, I don't know if it's when it started, but I feel like it's definitely when it amplified. Yeah. When I was like, oh, shit, like, you're, what are you doing? Like, yeah. why are you being this difficult? Why are you doing this? And, of course, it's like, I, I'm on, yeah, yeah, yo estoy poquito mejor, but I definitely, I feel like a lot of first-gen kids have that thing where it's like, I don't want to disappoint my parents. Like, I don't want to make their life harder. Like, we start thinking about, like, how can we help them? in any way even if it's just a little thing of about getting good grades or anything like that Mm -hmm. but then it comes it's like a como se dice can't think about not double-edged sword but sometimes it could be like crippling like you get me to the point that it just affects you in a negative way yeah and i feel like that's i feel like as first gen i mean everybody's different but uh, I, i feel like as first gen kids i feel like that's just a like not a burden but like that's just something we carry with ourselves even more than like like you know like a second gen right because mm-hmm. they're not gonna have to go through all of the things that they had to when when like when we were kids right yeah. they're not gonna have to worry about translating shit for us <laughs> they don't they're not gonna have to worry about like they're not gonna feel like they're not gonna have that mentality of like i have to succeed because then everything that my mom and my dad did was for nothing 
they don't have that extra like baggage of like it's like pressure bro. it's a pressure it's like, like you are so hard on yourself because you're like yo tengo que salir adelante para sacar a mis padres adelante mm -hmm. like you you your parents don't have retirement plans you are the retirement plan so like it's just like a pressure of like i failing is not a fucking option mm -hmm. so i i'm totally with you on being hard on myself because i feel like i've been very hard on myself for remember I, i don't even know how to relax yeah exactly <laughs> but i feel like yeah and i guess we become wiser and you know we start recognizing those certain like things about us that like affect us we start digging into it and we start slowly trying to fix or trying to like work mm -hmm. on that and um and i'm not saying it's Gonna, I don't think it's ever gonna honestly if I'm being completely honest I don't think it's ever gonna not be there yeah. you get me like that pressure of not failing not trying to fail and always like the self-critical and everything like that like the fear of failing I feel like it's always gonna be there but I could diminish it slowly but I feel like it's it's I mean, it's but at the same time, at the same time, like you don't want it to go away, right? Because that is also what's going to keep motivating you and pushing you forward. Could you imagine if you just like never, like, were you never but, had fear of failure, like, yeah, or like not not fear of failure, but like if you were just, I just wish I didn't fear failure because I feel like fearing failure is not what it should be. Mm. It should be like, okay, we're gonna fail. That's inevitable. Oh yeah, but it's like looking at it more so like a learning process instead of yes. like it's gonna cripple me you get yes. me like this is done like i'm not like putting yourself down because of that failure no yeah. it's like okay this didn't work out i learned this this and this from here okay let's move on to next next thing so yes i would like it's not saying like oh my god like you should feel like i don't feel like we should fear failure but mm -hmm. definitely change our mindset towards failure yes that's what i was trying to say <laughs> like you have to switch your mindset about failure because honestly i've said this to myself many many times where i'm like i either win or i learn i never fail because i'm not gonna get, i feel like failure is completely giving up yes and i'm not that person i'm not that person to ever fully give up on anything so i've always told myself you either win or i learn so it's like I feel like that's where my mindset has shifted to where I don't see as like me not getting the end result that I wanted as failure. I see it as a learning experience because I'm like, yes. okay, now I know not to do it this way. Mm -hmm. you know okay, I mean? so let's go back to the drawing yeah. board and try something else. Exactly. But yeah, but I feel like at, at certain points in my life, like especially when I first started failing, because because of that pressure that I was like, I can't fail. I fear failure. Like I have to succeed no matter what. And when I first failed, it crippled me really bad because I was like, shit. Like, first of all, the feeling itself was crippling. And I just, it was unknown. You get me? And I didn't know how to cope with it because I feared it so much. But now, like, Mr. Paul, it's obviously gotten a little, a lot better. And I fall in a lot of, a lot of times. But it, ha like, every time I fall, it feels a little bit less, a little bit less of fear. Mm -hmm. You know, I start learning more. Like, okay. You get up a little faster, yeah, too. Yeah, you get up faster. And I, it comes with age, too, because you're just like, oh, that wasn't as bad as yeah. I had imagined it to be. Yeah. You know? Like, you ever try something, and then you're like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like we weren't taught that. We weren't taught... <laughs> we weren't... Which is crazy, because our parents took one of the biggest risks of all by coming to a new country where they don't even speak the language. Yeah, exactly. 
You know what I mean? But I, I, I don't... Exactly. <laughs> but we weren't taught that, though. But, yeah. And it's something we had to learn on our own. But at least we can change things, right? Like, for the generations poco, coming after poco, us. Poco, poquito, poco, poquito. Poquito, poquito. I know. Poquito, poquito. Damn, this sounds like this, my bro. Yeah. This sounds... This sounds good. I like this. Oh, my God. What would you say another toxic trait of yours is? Oh, my God, girl. I did not come prepared for two. <laughs> You're like, I only had one. I only had one. Um, Another toxic trait. Another toxic trait. Fuck, I hate being put on the spot. Damn. Bro. What's another one of yours? I feel... And I, we, I think we talked a little, a little bit about it. But um, I feel like with trust... It's been a fucking lim- like not limbo, but it's been like what is that fucking ding dong cop dong? Ding- <laughs> What's a ding dong called? <laughs> Bitch, what is that thing called? Like a seesaw? Like a fucking goes up and it's down? It's a seesaw. Oh, there we go. Fucking seesaw. Oops, first gender. I'm over here trying to fucking find words. Anyways, I feel like it's been a seesaw type thing because I feel like before I was so trusting, and that trust it was toxic. You get me? Like not take. Oh, sorry. I'm not saying that, like, trusting is toxic itself, but I feel like overly trusting and just, like, it was to the point where I used to get, like, basically como me, me tenían pa' allá y acá, you get me? Like, I was just, like, a doormat in a way because I was so trusting. And then my stuff changed, life changed, and then my trust went to, like, I don't trust no one. And I feel like that's toxic, too. And I've, I've been working on it a lot better, but I feel like... It's the point where it's like it's so hard for me to kind of like put trust in people. Mm-hmm. Like even though I'm, I'm like out of the goodness of my heart and my inner child is very trusting, I want to, but at the same time it's like shit. Like I can't. I've been working on that though. See, and I started out the total opposite. Growing up, I was like, I don't trust anybody. <laughs> don't trust and i feel like it's because my mom pounded that into me and my sister like my mom growing up was like don't trust anybody no confies in nadie like you got yourself type of thing like you only trust yourself and it was just kind of like ingrained to me growing up so i never trusted anybody and i like i grew up with this mentality of like i can't trust anybody so because i kept thinking that like i couldn't trust anybody i feel like i almost it was like what a what is it called a self-fulfilling prophecy mm-hmm. where like you know you keep thinking that you're gonna come by you you think everybody is untrustworthy so that's all you're gonna like you're gonna come across only untrustworthy, untrustworthy people. people you know what I mean like that's what you're gonna attract if you keep having that mentality of like oh my god everybody is so untrustworthy that's how that's that's how you're gonna attract yeah that's all that you're gonna attract into your life yeah because you keep the mind is not like the mind doesn't see negative and positive Mm -mm. it only sees what you're like it only focuses on the thing that you are thinking about and if you keep thinking about untrustworthy people that's all that you're gonna attract and i feel like i grew up and like honestly till this day like it's still very hard for me to like be vulnerable with people and like allow people in and trust people because i feel like i just feel like it just it was so bad that growing up when people fucked me over i'd be like oh i saw it coming you see <laughs> you see and, and, then, like, and it was but, also, but honestly i think it had to do more with a. De- I think I, I was detached i think it also had to do with detachment because i feel like if i already didn't trust them and they hurt me it's not gonna hurt as bad it was more like I was trying to protect myself. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And I was the whole opposite. Like, my parents were very big on, like, they never said, don't trust anybody. Al contrario. They were like, you know, people are out there that are good people. You know, you have to just be nice, be kind. People are going to be kind to you. You got to be, like, mm-hmm. basically, not don't trust anybody. Like, they never told me that. They mm-hmm. basically said, in a way, without saying it, like, trust. Like, you just have to trust. Trust. Whatever. And I did for most of my childhood. And then I life fuck fucking showed me like it, it it really like i think i hit a fucking wall and that's when i was like oh shit i can't trust and me myself me myself and i in my head i was like i can't trust nobody after like shit happened with my life it kind of goes back to what you were saying before because you've never experienced being like failure that i like you've never been betrayed in such mm-hmm. a way that like it just was like oh shit like it was kind of like a shock to you yes. so then you were like oh my god so you did a whole 180 and you're like okay i'm not gonna trust anybody yeah, now like and it's like self-preservation yeah but it gets to a point where it's very toxic because then i became very detached i started really didn't like i didn't really acknowledge other people's feelings and i talked about this in another episode that was when i went like through like a fuck girl kind of phase where it's mm-hmm. like a, I couldn't, like, even though, like, uh, I couldn't get involved emotionally with people because I didn't, first of all, I didn't want to trust. Second of all, I really was very detached. Mm-hmm. I was very detached. And and even with life, when it came with friends and everything like that, it was the same way. And then I was like, then I had to go to therapy and kind of fix that shit because it was not, yo sabía que no me estaba beneficiando para nada. And I still, hasta este día, it's still one of my toxic traits that I'm still working on, mm-hmm. but it, it's definitely improved a lot, but it's still a work in progress, especially when it comes to, like, romantically, because I feel like I fixed more so, like, my professional and my friendships and everything like that in the way of trust, but romantically, it's still a big work in progress. I mean, I, and it makes sense why you would feel that way. <laughs> After what you've been through, like, it makes sense, you yeah. know? But again, like you said, at least but I, you're, you're working on yeah, it. Yeah, and I can't let, like, one experience determine how the rest of my life is going to be. You get me? Like, exactly. Or how I'm going to, like, approach the rest of my life, you know? Like, so that's what I'm working on. Sooner or yeah. later, it's going to be better. But I've definitely, I've worked on it, too. I feel like I, I can... I feel like I'm that person that's like, all right, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt type of thing. And then, yeah, like your actions are going to speak for themselves yeah. type of thing. And like, la gente se va a revelar. Like, se revela. Se revela. Like, they're going to reveal themselves to me. And, and it's... That's how my mind has... Because I feel like at the beginning, it was kind of like that. Damn, these headphones keep falling. <laughs> uh, it was like, oh, like, let me give you the benefit of the doubt, you know, whatever. And then something would go wrong. Oh, let me give you a second chance type thing. And that's how I was so trusting. And then you would give another one. And another one, another one. And then, of course, 180, bro, I'm like, I'm not even giving you the benefit of doubt. Cut. You get me? Like, you already gave me, show me a glimpse of a red flag. Cut. You get me? Like, and obviously it wasn't, it's not the best, you know? But um, I feel like now I'm more so like, let me give you the full benefit of the doubt. And then if you do something that kind of, mm, it's kind of weird. And then I'm like, you know what? It's better not to move on. So. Yeah, that's true. Oh my God, I can keep talking about, I guess I can keep talking about my toxic traits, but I think we're at an hour already, no? Yeah, I think so. Damn it. 
I had a good story to follow this up, but you know what? We just might have to talk about it next time. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I was about to say, let me talk to you about why I'm glad you brought up like trust issues as a toxic trait because it was so bad when I was younger. So bad. It was really bad. But you know, maybe that's another day. <laughs> another another topic for another day. Yeah. Damn. But anyways, this was a good conversation. I hope you guys, I don't know, enjoyed it, got something out of it. <laughs> it wasn't, uh, de- it was definitely more on the deeper side. It was. Yeah. My Chiona ass over here almost cried. <laughs> I know. I'm over here like, hello, mocuda. Like, moco- mocosa. <laughs> Fuck, I can't even talk. No, I'm saying ni de aquí ni de allá, como dicen. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And ya ahora pueden oír todo, bro. Yeah. I can't even burp and pee. Así que me amo. You know, like, casi me ahogué. Casi me ahogué cuando estaba hablando. O sea, cuando puedo respirar. Ay, Dios. Ay, Dios. All right, guys. Well, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Catch us next week. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, A La Lucha's Real Podcast. Yes, yeah, subscribe to YouTube, too. I did like. also... Let's... let's um. I just also wanted to give everybody a reminder, um, we are going to do a giveaway once we reach 500 subscribers on YouTube, so if you don't, if you're not subscribed, go hit subscribe, um, because you will have to be subscribed to our YouTube channel Mm -hmm. in order to qualify for the giveaway, um, and also follow us on IG so you can get more information, but it was a good, I feel like this was a good episode. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Except for the fact of me almost... That you almost passed out. Passed out, but... (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad you're still here with us. So, anyways... (laughs) um, Ya los dejamos. Ya ya los dejamos. So, what do we say? Um, Besitos. Bendiciones. Que Dios los bendiga. Adios. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.